0: Welcome to the QCS General Practice Podcast, empowering GP practices with the latest expert insights. I'm Tracy Green, Head of Primary Care, and today our focus is on primary care networks. I am delighted to welcome Kieran Johnson, who is the co-founder of Primary Care Direct, and today we're going to talk about workforce, relationships, wellbeing, and tools available to support PCNs. Hi, Kieran, thanks for joining us. Tell us a little bit about yourself and Primary Care Direct.
1: Hi Tracy, thank you very much for having me on this podcast this afternoon. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm Kim Johnson. I'm a co-founder and director of Primary Care Direct. Primary Care Direct came from the time I used to work for Humberside LMC not so long ago, probably three four years ago. And one of my main roles there was to work with practices about actually what are some of the needs that they had around the barriers that they faced in getting the support that they needed, and, and Predominantly, most of the answers that we got was we wish we had one place where we could access all the professional support that we required. So we didn't have to maybe Google or maybe go to another practice manager. It was always about actually, well, who are general practice experts and how can they help us and how can we access everyone in one place? And that's where the idea of Primary Care Direct was born. Um, Working with Agencia, who is the other co-founder of Primary Care Direct, we created a small consortium of members, which was um, DKJ Support Services, Agencia, and then also Capsticks Listers and BHP Chartered Accountants. And from there, we, we went out to um, general practice, to um, practices at that stage. So what do you think about this idea of this kind of one-stop-shop approach to providing professional support to yourselves? And we were very lucky that actually the idea took off. And from then to now, so over three and a half years, we've now got 17 associate members. So we can provide professional services all the way from, as I've mentioned, legal, finance, workforce, all the way to internal and external communications, So things around um, general practice websites, um, all the way around to estates and premises as well. And we also have organisations who provide um, as funded role, so we also have connections, for example, our social prescribers, um, as well as the Pharmacist Hub, who obviously provide clinical pharmacists and pharmacy technicians. So as well as our associate membership growing, we've also um, been working with over 75 primary care networks nationally, as well as over 300 GP practices too, in providing that support, advice and guidance that they need all in one place, in one conversation, at one time.
0: That sounds like an, an excellent initiative. And I'm not surprised you're working with so many uh, PCNs there, Kieran. I bet they're uh, they're biting your hand off for that, ha- for that help, haven't they? So PCNs have been established for about, what, 15, 16 months, and you're working with so many PCNs. What are the current challenges that they're really facing out there at the moment?
1: Yeah, I mean, as it was mentioned, we work with so many PCNs, and they're also very different. So we work with PCNs from all the way up in Lancashire, down to Devon. So, you know, every every different PCN has different challenges, but some of the kind of key themes that have been coming out um, time and time again is currently is, is the workforce. Obviously, there's all this funding available through the AS scheme. Um, and it's great that this funding is available, but a lot of the PCNs we've been working with have been finding it very difficult to recruit to these roles. So, working with our associate members, example Path who provide PAs, and um, Connectus who provide social prescribers, um, the the pharmacist hub with the the clinical pharmacists, pharmacy technicians, and HN who provide the health and wellbeing coaches, clinical coaches. We've also been looking at works around, you know, where do these new roles actually live? Because the practices are, are, are very tight on space. So, actually, where do the these new new people? Where do they actually where are they going to be working? And also um, something a bit soft and something that you can't really, it's not tangible, but also looking at the culture of a PCN. What does, you know, we all as individual practices have a particular culture, but what does the culture of your PCN look like? And how do your your new roles, how do they fit in with that culture and how is that shared within your, your practices as well? So we've done an awful lot of work around workforce. Um, and- it certainly
0: sounds like you have. And uh, you 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 pick up on some really, really key points there. And I think just talking about the great acronym of ours, the Additional Reimbursement Role Scheme, there are so many new roles this year, aren't there? And uh, moving forward and beyond from this year. And I think it's safe to say a lot of people are kind of are carrying on with what they're used to. So we know about the nurse practitioners. We know about the pharmacists, but my gosh, there's so many more roles out there now, aren't there? And, and, and isn't it about looking at your population health and then saying, what do I need and what role fits in with it? And I know at QCS, we've provided, as one of your partners as well, we've provided a, a, a management system. With, we've got a whole suite of job descriptions in there. And and they're really helpful because we've also got an ARRS fact sheet. And, and it shows what these people can do in their roles because it's so different from general practice, like you have said, isn't it, Kieran?
1: Absolutely, and you know the, the the fact sheet which you you mentioned, and also the job descriptions that that you have within your, your toolkit, is so valuable for the only for the sense that actually you know we speak to PCNs on a daily basis, and it's quite easy to say as they go through the shopping list of what what which workforce roles that they would like to say. Actually, we understand what a clinical pharmacist is, and we understand what a pharmacy technician is. So we'll have seventeen of those, but actually. Maybe, you know, we don't really get what a health and wellbeing coach does and we don't really get what a care coordinator does. So maybe we'll leave those, but we'll go for the ones that we understand. So by having the fact sheet, which you mentioned, and also having the job descriptions actually provides that further information that actually PCNs, the clinical directors, PCN managers require. And I absolutely agree with that.
0: It takes a bit of the headache out of it, doesn't it? As well, once they realise what they want, then they can go. Well, I can just pull these job descriptions out and, and actually start recruiting against them. Just, just going back to you talking about the other some of the other partners that you work with, Kieran. Are they are they national? Is that something you can help other people with at a PCN level?
1: Absolutely. So um, I mentioned Path and the Pharmacist Hub and several others who are providing um, the recruitment side and also the 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 training and the the kind of keeping these roles within the within PCNs and they do work nationally as well so um, so working through primary care direct they can obviously access a lot of the PCNs that we're working with as well which has proved quite successful.
0: Excellent so so what what else Are there any other key themes any other kind of blockers out there any other nuggets of advice that you have?
1: Yeah I mean I'd say probably about um, half of our work currently is looking at also, we call we say relationship management, but it's probably not as severe and as extreme as that. It, it's looking at, well, actually last July, so 15, 16 months ago, PCNs, practices were brought together to form these PCNs. And you know, and then we've had obviously the the, the big C Covid and and you know, there's a lot of practices and lots of PCNs have been like, have come together to work together. And from there, it's kind of established that actually some of the, maybe the foundations have be- either been shaky or beginning to shake a little bit. So we've been working a lot with PCNs, um, speaking with individual practices within PCNs and asking them, you know, what do you see as your vision back in July, 2019? What do you see your vision as now? And where do you actually want to be in March, 2024? And, and kind of try to reignite that buy-in as well, because actually the, the PCN does work is continuing regardless of what's happening nationally so it's making sure that actually you know we we appreciate that general practice is under pressure so it's about making sure that those relationships are, are working as well as they can be despite all this pressure despite covid and making sure that actually some of the contractual requirements are met so we've been helping them with like building a joint vision for example looking at business planning looking at developing some sort of action plan, helping them with their workforce strategies as well. So kind of getting some of those foundations a bit less shakier, I think, is what I'm trying to say.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. And I think, you know, I did some uh, PCN um, work prior to me joining QCS for about a year or so. and. It's fair to say it was so new to general practice. And I think it still is at its infancy, isn't it? So there's still a long way to go. Interesting when you say about the business plans and things like that, because you go out and you help people on a one-to-one basis. um, And we've kind of replicated that in a kind of a policy and and procedure and templates model really within the system. So it gives people choice or they could use both, couldn't they? So, you know, we we know that they're not brand new, but we also know that some people do need a a health check self-assessment for their PCN, you know, have they still got everything in place? Because PCNs have changed. We've already lost about nine or ten in in the last year. There's what 1,250 as we speak. That's probably going to change again over the the next few few months and years. And have they still got the right conflict of interest? templates and have they got their workforce strategy in place um, and then do they really know their direction of travel and how they're going to get there because if they don't know where they're going it's really difficult for them to achieve it so I think it is really good that all this support is out there for PCNs.
1: Absolutely and I think as you mentioned right at the beginning Tracy QCS is one of Primary Care Direct's associate members and we do Always signpost our PCNs to the PCN toolkit, which you you provide, because it does have all that information and all that support that they need around, as you mentioned, what does your vision look like? What does your business plan look like? What does your action plan look like? Your workforce strategy. And the starting point for that is the PCN health check. That actually, you know, do you have a bank account, for example? And there are so many PCNs we work with who don't actually have a bank account. It's actually <laughs> part of a practice bank account. But it's yeah. just small things like that, but also some of the bigger things as well. So we always do direct them towards um the two the the PCN toolkits.
0: Okay, so, so so that that's great to hear, Karen, and it's great to be working together with you at PCD. What what else? What what about general wellbeing? We know in general practice, morale is low. We know people are burnt out. We know patient expectations are really high, and I think generally people are still feeling vulnerable. They're Fed up with COVID still, um, looking at lack of access, not just general practice, but the NHS in entirety. Um, so, what is going on around kind of wellbeing for PCNs? Are we seeing a similar sh- model or is there a different shift with that?
1: I would say that actually the wellbeing of PCN managers, um, I'd say that morale can seem to be quite low at the moment. I think because of the pressures that general practice are facing, as you've just mentioned, link that into some PCM managers who are relatively new in position, may not even come from a general practice background. It just adds... to the the pressure that they're already feeling. You know, we, we have a monthly PCN managers huddle, regularly get between 50 to 70 PCN managers every month coming to talk about, you know, all different things which are seen as their pain points. So, you know, talking about, for example, estates or talking about, um how to recruit their clinical pharmacists and at, at primary care director we respond a lot to this by enabling them to have a chat with other PCI managers we also have um, what we call huddle hacks. so actually we get our general practice experts to come and respond to those uh, to some of those pain points but also you know one of the key things that comes up every single month is actually their well-being you know they don't feel like potentially they can go to their clinical directors because they're so snowed under with everything that they're doing they can't really go to the practice managers because that's maybe not sometimes appropriate, so where do p c n managers go to 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 kind of get that that kind of handhold that shoulder to lean on so you know we know that it's a it's a big issue within p c n world and and we we've been doing um well at prime care director we're developing a wellbeing service and we're we'll be launching that on the second of November. Um, and also, we're planning a big launch um, for our wellbeing service on the 19th of November at half past five, which is looking at going to provide a taster of the little things that we're providing as part of our wellbeing service. So, there'll be things around, um, we're looking at doing one to one speed coaching, for example, as part of that. We'll be demonstrating some of our um, wellbeing health tech along with our partners Moodbeam and Circular Wave. So that that's quite exciting to show how technology can help some of our PCN managers and practice staffs' wellbeing. We're also we also um, will be providing and are already providing mentoring and coaching and also proper training for PCN managers too. As I've mentioned, some managers have come in from a, a background of not general practice, so being providing them being able to provide them with training around you know what is. General practice, it, it it's completely different to anything else that you know is out there, really. And it
0: also, sure is,
1: yes. It is, I know. And I mean, I was always surprised when I first started working general practice. There were so many things I didn't realise. I'd assumed it, but I didn't know that this is what general practice was. Um, and also, you know, so we're doing things around the mentoring, the training, but all of this is we're going to be doing this big launch on the nineteenth of November at half past five. It's an online launch. Um, we're really excited to be able to showcase some of the support around wellbeing and around mental health that we can provide to PCN managers and uh, and the wider practice management as well.
0: Excellent. So I'm really delighted that you've mentioned that, Kieran, because we are sponsoring you in that event, aren't we, yes. at QCS? And I'm not going to spoil the surprise, but we have a great prize giveaway. Um, so fantastic. we will put the details along with this podcast and also get you uh, Kieran's details at PC, PCD as well, along with this podcast. So it's been wonderful. I'm sure we could chat for much longer, Kieran, but we will go. Um, thank you so much for joining me today. No, and uh, so I'm much, sh- sure we will speak again soon thank you for listening today to find out more about QCS please visit www.qcs.co.uk forward slash gppodcast